Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with HR leaders from around the world. Human-like intelligence is increasingly being used in the next generation tools and applications used by HR. Data-driven cognitive systems are offering an alternative to human intuition to select employees and determine their working styles. HR leaders are using cognitive systems to support workforce decision-making. I'm here with Susan Steele, Executive Partner, Global Talent and Change Center of Competency at IBM to discuss how cognitive computing is impacting HR. Hi, Susan. Thanks for joining. Hi. Nice to be here. Uh, Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your role at IBM? Sure. So uh, you mentioned my title there. And uh, basically, I draw on my experience having been a chief HR officer uh, to advise C-suite leaders on workforce strategies. So um, I'm in this global center of competency uh, in our global and change consulting practice. And what that means is that I work with clients as well as with colleagues to help bring latest thinking to the solutions we uh, deploy with clients and also use Mm -hmm. internally at IBM. So often we're taking some of our best practices that we use internally at IBM and taking them out to clients, or in other cases, we're taking solutions we've developed for clients and deploying them internally at IBM. What is cognitive computing? Uh, So I'm going to try and make it very simple today. And I'd say that really cognitive computing does two things. Uh, Firstly, it analyzes and learns from a wide range of both structured and unstructured types of information. So if we consider this for a minute, 80% of all data today is unstructured. So think of things like photos, x-rays, emails, videos, tweets, music, give you a sense of some of the unstructured data that's out there. So a cognitive computing solution can uh, analyze and learn from that unstructured data. And then the second thing that a cognitive computing solution uh, does is that it understands natural language. That's the language that we use. And therefore, can both understand that and also respond more naturally with humans. And that could be either spoken were written, and it could also be in a, in a large number of languages as well. Um, so just to sort of expand on that, um, mm. think then, well, what, what does that mean in terms of um, broader applications? Well, if we look at the HR mm. function, um, it, it speaks to a number of things, but just um, off the top of my head, a couple of things. Firstly, uh, cognitive computing can answer employees' most pressing questions, such as those that they might pose in an HR contact center or the types of questions that new hires might have as they go through onboarding. Cognitive computing can also capture the expertise of the top performers in the organization and then accelerate the development of that same expertise in others in the organization, say your middle or average performers. And then thirdly, Uh, Cognitive computing can really enhance the cognitive processes of professionals in the organization to improve the speed and accuracy of their work. So think about financial analysts plowing through thousands of research reports and charts and data. Cognitive Mm -hmm. computing can help them do that work much more rapidly and accurately. 
What is driving the cognitive computing orientation in HR? Firstly, there's an increasingly urgent need to have the right skills at the right time at the right place. And I personally don't see that going away anytime soon. The second driver, I think, is that there's so much more new data and new sources of data, both structured and unstructured, and uh, also many new tools. Just think about all the capabilities we have on our phones or tablets, for example. And so with all that new data and tools, there's a real desire to create a more efficient and effective workplace, and with that, a more efficient and effective HR function. And then I think the third driver would be that um, increasingly organizations are looking to create great employee experiences that really help them attract and retain the talent they need. So if we think about how to create a better employee experience, um, one way is to really customize things. And again, the um, cognitive solutions really help with personalization of, uh, of many employee touch points to help drive a better employee experience. And are you, are you sort of seeing reinventing HR completely in terms of not, you know, not how it impacts it, but just changes how, it, how HR is going to function? I, I do, and I, I don't want to be an alarmist. I think this will be a gradual process. And, uh, but I, but I see a really interesting, um, several scenarios playing out in mm. the, in the very near term. So if we think about this firstly from an employee perspective, what we know is that with cognitive solutions, employees can receive very personalized, um, advice and, uh, guidance. So they can get personalized HR learning and career guidance from a cognitively enabled HR advisor. Well, that could be um, could be a purely cognitive solution, or it could be an HR advisor who's using cognitive tools to help him or her provide the advice. So we can see that scenario playing out already, and I think over time we'll see that more and more. Then if we look at the role of the manager, um, in the near future we'll see that managers will have people insights embedded into their everyday tools. So this means that they'll be turning to HR not for data requests, but really for more strategic advice. No longer will um, HR be an administ- purely administrative function providing data, but actually um, really operating more as a strategic advisor. And then the third area that I think is quite interesting to look at is that of recruiting. Because with cognitive, um, we'll see recruiters increasingly being able to focus not on the um, uh, time-consuming sort of hit-or-miss processes around recruiting, but actually with predictive hiring capabilities that will enable them to very easily select the best candidate for the role. Recruiters then will be free to focus more on being relationship managers and marketers to be scanning the horizon to build pipeline and to create relationships with future candidates. What are some of the challenges of using cognitive systems? Well, um, you know, there's remarkably very few challenges, um, and especially as organizations start to deploy 
cognitive solutions uh, across many aspects of both internal functions and client-facing mm. functions. But I'd say that there's probably two challenges that organizations should bear in mind as they think about cognitive. The first is that it takes some time for a cognitive solution to learn all the data that, that the system has to learn to be effective. So if we take, for example, an HR advisory function where we're mm-hmm. looking to use cognitive, the data um, that the, the system would need to learn would be all of the documented processes and information that an employee may uh, want to, to request or have a question on. Now, some organizations already have all that documented and to hand, and for them, it will be very easy to help a cognitive solution learn all of that. But other organizations don't yet have all of that documented. So they're starting slightly behind uh, with that, and that takes some time. And then I think the second um, type of challenge that organizations may face is a much broader one around the broader adoption and change that's required across the organization to really help quickly deploy cognitive solutions in the business. So this requires very careful um, uh, cognitive-focused organizational change management that really equips leaders and the workforce for a new way of working, a new and different way of working. And again, some organizations have understood that and they're building that into their planning. Other organizations uh, have maybe not considered that uh, that aspect of driving change around cognitive and therefore might take a bit longer to really reap the benefits of using cognitive computing. Can you tell us about IBM Watson? Yes. Well, well many um, people listening to this podcast may have seen the IBM Watson ads on television or Facebook, and um, you'll see a Watson computer talking to people like Bob Dylan and Serena Williams. Uh, but Watson oh. is um, IBM's uh, cognitive technology platform. And just like we've explained, um, it uses natural language processing and machine learning to be able to um, pull insights out of a lot of unstructured okay. data. So today, um, Watson is a lot faster and a lot smaller than the Watson that um, famously outperformed all the human players on the quiz show Jeopardy. That was back in 2011. And so today, Watson provides over 100 APIs um, that are sort of prepackaged um, solutions that allow organizations or developers to quickly tap into Watson's expertise and then customize it for their own needs. Um, so that um, is, a, is a growing uh, business at IBM, mm-hmm. and I would say that all of us, regardless of our role, are being encouraged to develop and use uh, Watson tools in, in our work. Uh, and I think this is probably what we're going to see across other organizations as well in time, is that cognitive computing will really touch pretty much every aspect of, of how we work. And we'll look back um, one day and think, gosh, how did we live without it? Sort of like we do now okay. with, uh, with the internet <laughs> or with our mobile phones. Yeah, it's an exciting journey. So it will be fun to, to look back on this. 
but uh, I, I think it's something that every HR leader and HR professional should um, start to just, just learn about more and consider how this can be used in their organizations. Well, that was Susan Steele, Executive Partner, Global Talent and Change Center of Competency at IBM, to discuss how cognitive computing is impacting reinventing HR. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.